we going? We're live. Okay, so we're going to have a quick podcast today and we're going to focus on um, the use of technology within school and at home. And with me I've got three guests, um, Alex, Teen and Carl, who are uh, three of our digital coaches within the school. Alex, do you want to sum up quickly what digital coaches do? In 10 seconds. In 10 seconds, digital coaches uh, help teachers to better integrate and use technology in their lessons and we shape the curriculum to, to match to technology. Okay, wonderful. Um, and we're launching a new initiative through the newsletter which is designed to um, upskill and inform parents about um, trends in technology, things that we think that they should be interested in engaging in, but also things that might be a little bit more worrying or problematic. So this will come out every week in the newsletter and it started last week. Last week, thank you Alex. Um, and it will be colour coded, so let me just get the language right and I'm going to look over to these three. So if it's colour coded green, we're suggesting that that is... To use. To use. Okay, so have a look at it, use it, talk about it with your um, child. If it's colour coded yellow... Be aware. Okay, so this isn't anything that's necessarily bad. But it's something that may have some negative sides to it, or it might be something you want to know a bit more about before we encourage its use, either within school or at home. And then finally, red is... Warning. Warning. This is something that we've discovered or found out in school that either students are using or we've come across through our research and our work, which we don't really think is appropriate. Um, So in the spirit, each of the coaches is going to give you a tip, which is going to be color-coded around one of those areas. Um, today. So, should we start? Uh, yeah, sure. So we're going to start with a green. With green? With yeah, green. I can start green, yeah. Yeah, Alex. So green was the one that went out last week, but it's good to touch on it again. This is uh, family sharing. So family sharing is an uh, initiative run by Apple, uh, started a year or two ago. But what it does is it allows a family uh, to share all their uh, apps, their music, their books, based on the iTunes ID. So you'll have your parent who's the organiser of the account and you can set up to uh, invite your family members up to five members to share all the, the, the purchases uh, that way. And what's really good about this is once you've got all the family purchases on all your family's devices, uh, you can then set limits and you can have an ask to buy feature. So the ask to buy feature is one we really recommend parents to use. So if uh, the student is going on the app store and uh, wants to buy an app, it will ping to your iPhone and say, oh, your child wants to buy this app, and you can decide whether that app is suitable or not, and you get a nice little control over what the students are doing on the, the app store. That also could help sometimes in lessons where if the student hasn't got an app that's required, or maybe there's even a new app that they weren't aware to have on their iPad. Um, we've had occasions where we might have to wait till the next day before the student can ask their parent if it's okay and we download the app and if they would have had family sharing on in that instance it would have been great because there may have been something that within that day the, the parent could have had that pinged, uh, agreed that, that that would have been fine for the student to have and then we could have been up and running that yeah. day. We, we want to give the appearance of freedom at this stage to many of our kids. You know, they, they've got their own device, they're working on it, they've got their apps, they can do stuff on it, but they're still forming themselves as, as young people and as, as uh, curious people, and we do want to put some controls on this. So we're saying really that family sharing isn't just a green, it's an absolute must. Um, we, we really think that all parents at Garden should be getting family sharing on, when my daughter, for example, wants an app, if she, if she was to try and download it, I immediately get something through to my phone saying, is this okay? 
and then I'm in control then. Yes, it is, great, she's got the app that she wants. If not, then I can have a discussion with her about it. And it really is a powerful thing. Okay, so next question. They're not going to know how to do this just from this conversation. So where do they go, or where do people go, what do people do in order to set this up? Uh, really simply, uh, just type in family sharing on any search browser, and Apple have a great page which has a guide set up. Uh, it's very simple setup with your own iTunes account. Uh, you can set up from your iPhone or an iPad, and it takes through a step-by-step process. And we've also, sorry, Tim. Yeah, and that link is in our digital yeah. tip, tip from last week as well. And I think it's also on our digital parents portal. Yeah. Yes, which, correct. If you don't know, there is a digital parents portal which is accessible through the school internet with your login, and that will give you all sorts of tips and advice and so on. So let's say somebody's really struggling. They've read the Apple page, they just can't get to grips with it. They've looked at the website, they can't get to grips with it, what do they do? I'd advise them to, um, if they can come into to the school and go to the primary um, IT office next to the library, one of the digital coaches I'm sure will be on hand there, um, or one of our IT support team that can help guide them through and just make sure that that is set up correctly and, um, and, and it's going to be ready to use. Yeah, simple thing that can avoid a lot of problems down the line. Mm-hmm. Alright, should we go to yellow? So this is be aware. Yeah, I mean we actually both the games and social media is a bit of a be aware I think the yeah. one we're talking about. So this week we've got a digital tip coming out which is about Fortnite. There's a lot of talk about Fortnite in school. And Fortnite is it is a game, and I'm going to hand it over to Carl. So, yeah, um, it's one of the uh, most popular games at the moment. Um, we all know that children uh, really enjoy playing computer games. Um, Fortnite is one that is coming up a lot just because it's so popular. Um, it can be played across all different platforms, so it, it is on phones and iPads as well as on computers and, and cons- games consoles as well. Um, we don't really want to, um, you know, I suppose ban students or um, to, a, to a certain degree obviously in schools it's not appropriate but um, there are some benefits from playing games like it's, it's strategic it's problem solving we know that um, it's, it's often part of their communication within, within schools they're talking about it so um, there are some uh, some benefits from playing games from time to time but actually um, there are some things that parents should be aware of um, this type of game is open platform so anybody um, from around the world can play um, and they're playing online against each other so there is an element of, ch- of chat function in there so if students are playing online there is chances that there are people that are much older that will be in that same game and, and chatting and that may lead to some inappropriate conversations so um, that's where that kind of be aware um, kind of way of flagging on that really I think the only other thing with um, computer games as well that we'd like to maybe raise awareness with is the screen time is I know a lot of people, uh, children do enjoy playing games and we don't really want to encourage students particularly later at, at night to play um, an interesting fact actually uh, the youngest professional Fortnite player is 13 years old which is um, you know which is you know some people might think that that's maybe a bit young to be, to be playing the game is on common sense media as aged appropriate at the age of 13. Okay, so let's just plant a flag in there. Because mm. we've said that this is be aware because it's not... Yeah, you know, we recognise that kids enjoy playing games and sometimes that's a great thing. Yeah. But there are certain features that many parents and teachers may not be aware of and the chat mm-hmm. function is 
one that we're really a little bit worried about. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they have to be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, Common Sense Media, you mentioned, what's that? So Common Sense Media is a website and organisation that um, allow both users uh, and they have their own um, experts that grade and rate and review computer games, um, other films and a lot of content, media content. Um, so uh, parents and anyone can go online and can go to the Common Sense Media website uh, and can use that as, as a bit of a guide to see um, what ratings or what things may be appropriate and inappropriate and age grades or levels for, for that content. It also offers a lot of support for school, schools. Sorry, So we actually use a lot of Common Sense Media to help inform mm-hmm. our um, digital citizenship and um, kind of guidance um, material that we use to help educate students of what's appropriate yeah. online. The, Sorry, the, yeah, the reviews on Common Sense Media is both from parents, students as well as teachers. Yeah. So it's a really big platform in that sense. I quoted the age 13, which is Common Sense Media's own uh, age rating. Some uh, some children or younger people may go on there and say that they feel it's suitable for younger age groups. You may find parents on there say it's for older, but they normally give some kind of reasoning behind that, and that's something you can look at and to review. Yeah. The, the point here is knowledge is power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So a real-world application for this would be you're the parent of a year five child, um, you're going to do regular checks on their iPad at home, we would hope. That's a useful thing to be doing. Uh, have a look and do a little audit about what apps and games are on their iPad. Um, and then I can spot one. I see Fortnite's on there. What's that? Common Sense Media will tell you within seconds what it is, who plays it, what rating they give it, any warnings that comes with it. Sure, yeah. And then you can make a decision. And your decision might be, hey, that's okay. Yeah. That's your decision as a parent. That's absolutely fine. But we're really saying knowledge is power. Which ties in very nicely with social media, Great. which is what I'm going to talk about, because I can also see there's a lot of Instagram users amongst our students, uh, and again, both Instagram itself as well as Common Sense say 13 plus, which is what I think as a school we should go for as well, since it is a, sen- it is a case of students not being developmentally ready for a platform like that, their brain simply can't comprehend long-term consequences, um, like digital footprints. Um, and but again, it yeah, I think monitoring your child's um, social media is a necessary parenting tool, basically, whether it's games like Fortnite or it's Instagram. If you, as a parent, have chosen to let allow your child to have these um, apps on their phone, by all means. That's your choice, but I definitely want to strongly, strongly advise that you keep an eye on it for many, many reasons, and um, to keep track of your child's behaviour, what comes in, making sure that they're looking at appropriate things, that they're not receiving inappropriate things, whether it being in a chat function in Fortnite or the chat function on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so again, we... The power is with, with, with you, the parent. In school, we do not allow kids to use Instagram. Yeah. Obviously, our life is harder if they have it on their phones because yeah. they, they might well do that. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we say as a school. As a, yeah, as a as, school, uh, yeah. if I see someone playing Fortnite or if they're on Instagram, <laughs> they're getting, they get a massive telling off yeah. by me. And in the RUP that we have, we actually have written in the RUP for the school that we can and teachers can delete the app if it's a con- if it's a constant thing that 
occurs. However, and I'm going to put however, and this is why this would fall into the yellow category and not the red category, if you as a parent think, okay, actually, I'm okay with my child having Instagram or Snapchat, um, I maybe want to set up my, the account in my name with the password mm-hmm. and I want to use that as a tool to discuss behaviour online mm-hmm. and I'm having regular check-ins and chats, that could be a really healthy thing. Which is also something we do yeah. as digital coaches. Uh, we've all been out in the classrooms, we've all spoken to the students about it as well. We try not to go in with a lifted uh, finger and telling them off, we try to actually have a discussion with them which is a good approach because it opens up for a lot of interesting conversations. But ultimately, if we go back to that idea of knowledge is power, segue back around, um, if you are going to allow your child to have a social media account and then your job is done, we can predict that there's probably going to be some issues down the line. Yes, 100%. And we want to avoid that. We want to create good, intelligent, digital citizens who are responsible online just as they are offline. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Okay, that leads me into what potentially could turn into a ranting. Do you want to say one more thing? Just one more thing. As parents, also be aware of what we call, what the students call Finster. Is that they might have one Instagram account full of cute kittens, but they can also create a fake Instagram account, which their parents do not know about. So that's just a little tip as well. Just be aware of that. Yeah. And so things at home, you know, your 11-year-old or 8-year-old you really should know the passcode to their iPad yes. or their phone. You really, you really should. And if you don't, and there's privacy issues, then okay, then you should be talking to your kid about that. But we would recommend know the passcode, do an audit, do a check, ask them to show you what they're doing on their iPad. Yeah. Um, check it sometimes without them knowing, because okay. we need to as parents do that. Yeah. We, would, we, we can and do do that in school as well, don't we? Conversations yeah. with your child is, is key, I think. Okay. It's and just one last thing in terms of support as well, um, we are always uh, looking for different tools that can be used to mm-hmm. help parents as well as, as, as teachers help to kind of monitor or to track or to see what kind of things um, we can use to help uh, inform some of those um, and we'll be bringing tips up uh, as we go along. There are a few different apps that, we've, that we're aware of, so if you keep an eye on the um, tips in the newsletter, there will be different tools and advice in there that, that we'll continue to update right. with. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll make that a regular, it's going to be a regular thing, and of course you always can contact the coaches within yes. the school. Yeah. Very much. Right, I'm going to look to my left and say, if I get a bit preachy, then you need to stop <laughs> me. Um, one of the things that, that I think is a yellow, and we need to be aware of as both teachers and parents, is whether we decide to give children access to 3G or 4G data upon their uh, phone if they have one or upon their iPad mm-hmm. because essentially this is giving kids the keys to the, the cupboard with the cookie jar in it. Yeah. Um, Should we just say that at school we the internet is restricted so there are certain things they can't go on, they can't search for and words they can't write. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of where I was going to go with that. Yeah. We, at your house you will have certain rules and internet restrictions probably around your Wi-Fi. We have the same in school. Unfortunately, at present, it's very difficult, almost impossible, to control data that's on a 3G or a 4G connection. And they can get that data, or get access to the internet through that data anyway, including on school campus. So they can hotspot in their bedroom, or they could hotspot in school, and pretty much have unrestricted access to the internet. Now again, 
If that's a choice that you're happy with, then no problem. But we would strongly recommend putting in the conversations um, and the checkpoints in place to make sure that use is appropriate. For what it's worth, certainly before the age of sort of 14, 15, I can't really, and even a bit older, I can't really, and this is my personal view, so challenge me if you want, um, I can't really see why you need data on your phone. No. Because safety-wise, a phone call and a text message is Enough. just as good as WhatsApp. Yeah. They've got Wi-Fi in school to if access the internet. They've got Wi-Fi at home, uh, more than likely. Uh, there is the whole Wi-Fi in cafes and so on, which is a different story, but even they will often have filters and... Um, and uh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. The, the yeah. walls, firewalls. firewalls. So we would just put this out there, and I've written it in the newsletter this week as well. Please just have a think about whether you really want them to have mobile phone or iPad access via a SIM card onto a 3G, 4G network. And if you do, why is that the case? Um, and from a school point of view, we just highlight it does mean that they can bypass our security. Um, and that's not perfect for us. Uh, but it must be a decision ultimately that lies with the parents. But our advice, I think, would be mm. probably not have it. It's just not necessary. Yeah. All right. That wasn't too preachy. Was no. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, okay. So uh, keep an eye on the newsletter. You can contact the digital coaches, and if we just go with your names, full names, uh, Alex Turner. So that would be Turner dot A at Garden School. Blah blah blah. Team Pendred. So. Pendred.t. Thank you. Carl Taras, so taras.k. At gardenschool.edu.my. And we've also got uh, Vip Sharma, so that'd be sharma.v. Yes. Um, and they're, they're the folks that you want to call. One last thing, just to go back to Fortnite. The youngest professional Fortnite player, 30, is not allowed to play after 9 pm. That's just if you want to use that with your kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe we'll do more of these. Um, thanks for you guys. Uh, that was probably a bit longer than we expected. That was useful. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much.